and we are recording in progress this meeting is being recorded shut up zoom with mr what, are we recording i think we're recording uh, yes. On Thursday, February 16th, 2023 at 416 p.m. Eastern Time with Mr. Matthew Arrett. And uh, yeah, and I know for, so I don't know what's going on, but this camera, I didn't even know it could. It's been overheating. So this is the second episode I've done today. So at some point during this episode, I, I would put money on. This thing's going to shut off. I'm still here. Don't don't worry. Don't fret. I'll just switch to another you, camera. You'll be a disembodied voice I will floating, floating in your ear, speaking wisdom yeah. and schizophrenic conspiracy theorists. But um, uh, with that, so I I emailed Matt the other day. I was like, "What's the topic?" And you were like, "UFO psyops." I was like, "Fuck yeah," because that's exactly what this is. And uh, to take away, I guess, any focus on all the other myriad of horrible things going on, let alone the the uh the train wreck chernobyl in east palestine ohio which i've been to ohio twice the second time was about a day before this happened so i guess i've got good luck and i left but uh hmm. i was out there for just visiting a friend I flew back here to maine like the next day it's like yeah do you see what's going on i was like holy shit i was just there like i've never been there before so uh i guess uh i don't know somebody's playing for foiled is what you're saying what it was it, it was, was a, your fault. It was saying. my fault, and or it was a hit against me. They derailed an entire train to bring me down. Um, right. <laughs> but with that, dude, yeah, I know, right? What an ego. But with that, Matt, what is uh, what are the UFO psyops, and why now? Well, I, I mean, we're pretty much on the same page. I'm assuming the majority of people are probably leaning in, into our direction already. Sus- suspecting, being it that if you're watching your podcast out there in wherever you are in the world, uh, you've probably discovered that the government and intelligence agencies and the mainstream media are not generally something you want to trust. And so when they, when forces representing the highest power structures of mass manipulation, opinion, opinion shaping, defense, intelligence are all telling you to look in a certain direction and to think of something in a certain way, like, you know, the fact that the U.S. somehow shot down the F-16, the incredible <laughs> intrepid F-16 fighters have shot down extraterrestrial beings that came from other other galaxies or star systems. I mean, when it took them four friggin' days or five days to shoot down some weather balloon, um, you know that there's probably a reason why they want you looking in that direction, which means it's probably bunk, which means you're probably being psyoped, which means there's other things that you should be looking at, and you just alluded to one of the many things that are big that people should probably have their minds on, which is not just the Palestine, Ohio, but also... Uh, you know, there's, there's four. I just, I was, I was just surprised the other day. I, I, I thought it was just the one train wreck of yeah. hazardous waste. That's like, you know, contaminated now farm regions, one of the most dense farm regions of the world, um, in Ohio, which is like 75,000 farms and 90% of which are family owned. 99. This is all been put in, huh? 99. Holy shit. Well, there you go. So I, <laughs> mm. So, and then you got Texas, you got something similar in South Carolina, you got something in, I think it was Arizona, just like yesterday as well. I mean, this is beyond anomalous. This is obviously, there's an intention behind this um, systemic sabotage, which has been going on now increasingly for the past three years of food processing facilities. We, I think everyone kind of gets a sense that there is an intention to create sabotage. Normally, human beings being creative problem solvers would look at a problem and figure out how do they overcome it. But if everyone's obsessed with you know, uh, Independence Day scenarios from Hollywood that are being like brought to life in uh, <laughs> in the mainstream media. We're not going to do that. So I think that's pro- probably it. 
that's kind of like my that's like the creeping sensation I have as well. It's like right when Russia invaded Ukraine, I just remember I think I said it. I was like, something's odd about how everyone's already on the same like marching orders, and like I don't, I have no vested interest. I don't care. But I was just saying that I was like, it's weird. Every company is changing their colors to the Ukrainian. I'm like, this just because we. I was like, we just came out of COVID. And I'm like, it's odd how immediately there's an enemy. We all have to get on the same line. And if you step out of line, you're evil. And Yeah, you're a traitor. Yeah, and so right now, yeah, I, I, there's, it just kind of feels like the same marching order. Like the balloons are coming. Like I, what else is going on? And then I guess the question is, is the, are we doing the sabotaging? Is this is this World Economic Forum? Is this Great Reset? Or are we are we allowing it to happen? And then at the last hour, we'll come in and say we found the evidence that it was China or it was Russia. Are we trying to garner? I feel like we're trying to float hatred for China. I think that's what it is. I think that's why we let the balloon go across. I think we're trying to build up a groundswell of this and then we can say oh my goodness and clutch our pearls and say china's doing this and everyone will be whipped up into a frenzy and we'll, we got to go to war with china and it won't be for 20 years just like with wmds that we look back and say oh we were we were corralled and misled but yeah i feel like that's where it's going so so to i guess to throw it back to you what do you think this is do you think this is intentional sabotage on our part or is this uh, a foreign state actually doing, uh, a, I guess, a, a form of modern warfare against us, doing full-spectrum yeah. kinetics? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a, a giant piece of theater um, okay. being cooked up by Anglo-American intelligence, um, which has built up a sort of... E uh, uh, um, an intellectual environment within the mass psyche over the course of many decades of, um, of effort which we saw in the 1950s, 60s, you know, it was sort of like an anything goes war on the minds and, and morals and culture of the people throughout the Cold War, because everything was justified if it was to stop, you know, the commies. Even if it meant working with, we talked about this last time you and I, you and I chatted last month, you know, even if it meant working with the worst virulent Nazis and fascists that were never punished after World War II, but were absorbed into Western intelligence agencies to carry out war against the people, which was justified because, you know, you want to keep the people in a state where they are it, looking for the embrace of the state to protect them from commies. So you had things like the Red Brigades, other terrorist Maoist Leninist organizations deployed by MI6, the CIA, overseen and protected by the FBI, infiltrating, taking control of Black Panthers, other other groups that are trying to radicalize different minority groups and turn them against uh, the state. In some cases, like these these idiot Maoist Leninist psychopaths in the uh, weather underground or the FLQ of Montreal would throw put plant letter bombs in civilian mailboxes. Uh, just again, to create a climate of fear and ultimately the effect was always what was key, which is to drive the people into desiring that the state protect them. And the states were increasingly uh, taken control or uh, taken over by those same supranational entities that always wanted to destroy, undo the American revolution, undo the, the Renaissance that uh, emancipated so many of the human beings who were formerly talking cattle under feudalism and medievalism. So they wanted to regressively go back to that like utopic, they call it utopic, it's really dystopic, like feudal structure of everyone knows their place, um, masters and slaves. And uh, and so the, the, the Chinese and the Russians were good 
uh, targets of hate and fear for decades. For a while, that simmered down when uh, you know the New World Order was declared in '92, and and you know there was a big celebration, huh? '91. Don't forget on September 11th, 1991. Oh yeah, these, these just, dates they like just to uh, that's just a, whatever, whatever. You know, yeah, just yeah, just yeah. ten years to the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sweep that <laughs> under the rug. <laughs> So people kind of like you know they 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 went to sleep a little bit with a with a complacency that was satisfactory to the elites. But then you know it, it, as soon as Russia, China, India, other countries stopped playing along the way they were supposed to with this entire you know post-human script that that was put online looked so pretty on paper back in the early '90s. All of a sudden now you have to reawaken you know revive the 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 under the latent unresolved fear paranoia of the the commie thing that was built up in the in the in the psyche over decades that's been revived now and they're 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 just they're they're playing it like like you would a, a situation of hypnosis you know you could just yeah. like plant certain yeah. seeds into the subconscious and then revive them or like a Manchurian candidate but for the the mass the collective so they're playing us right now and you're right I mean they're they're trying to get us to fear and hate China and every little thing that they do, whether it's weather balloons that we're told or spy balloons, part of their, which the, the, the financial times just wrote an article where they did the forensics. And I was always telling people like, don't freak out and stop calling it a Chinese spy balloon until you get the forensics. They, they shot it down. Now they have to actually show what the thing is that they've shot down. They had to actually admit that, uh, <laughs> that, that, it was it was uh, collecting atmospheric data, which then they then say can be used for guiding missiles to attack us. But it's like, wait a minute, you just said it, its purpose was to collect atmospheric data, and the Chinese said it was a weather balloon collecting atmospheric data that got pulled off course. So you're basically saying that the Chinese are right. There's no evidence of, of any Chinese military balloon program, but all of a sudden that's now a thing, and now you're saying unidentified aerial phenomena or, or objects are, are attacking us from Canada. That are supposedly you're just alluding in your language that that's obviously being deployed by China and maybe Russia. It's like what what is this? It, there's no evidence of any of this stuff. That's anything more than just theater. There's also just like no need for continuity. This isn't like a this yeah. isn't like a, a season where the episodes need to make sense. It's just no. it doesn't matter. Three four years ago, ride in the street because Trump's going to bring us to war, nuclear war against Russia. And we're gonna, and he's, a, and we're gonna aid the Nazis. Fast yeah. forward to we're aiding the Nazis, <laughs> tiptoeing <laughs> towards nuclear war with Russia. Yeah. But here's why that's a good thing. Trump can say we need a ban on China. We need to call it the China virus, and that can be seen as xenophobic. Give it six, six months tops, and we, it'll be everyone will have just the equivalent of like you know stand tall against China. There's going to be like they released COVID, they launched a balloon over us, they knocked over a train in East Palestine. Make no mistake, they will do exactly because think of how insane it is now that we're aiding Nazis going into nuclear war with Russia, which is what they feared Trump would do. But not only is there no pause, it's it's stunning and brave. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, we will be on a war footing with China before the end of the year. And everyone will rally behind it. Never once giving pause to the fact that they just said Trump was a xenophobe for bringing that up. Biden will float it and we're going to go with it. Hook, line and sinker. And it might even be that we're doing the sabotaging here. It's not the World Economic Forum. 
it's us and we're going to false flag it and say it was China. And that's going to lead to us. It'll be another proxy. It will start in Taiwan. It'll be Taiwan, Ukraine. And it'll probably stay there for like the rest of 2023. But we're going to keep building it up, building it up. And then there will be a Gulf of Tonkin moment. And that is when we are going to escalate into us going into war with China and Russia. And it'll be 2001 all over again. It'll be you're either with us or you're against us. That's kind of my, that's today's February 16th. That's my, that's my, I'm putting that bet down. That's my, I'm going all in on that. That's, that's, that's definitely a, I, I would be lying if I said that that was not a scenario which geopolitical strategists have cooked up, thought about very seriously, and is a variable shaping our future right now as we speak. Because um, it is, it definitely is. And I, I mean, I was listening to Gilbert Doctorow, who's a pretty uh, astute analyst on uh, RT, and he was uh, commenting that the it seems as though currently the um, the Rand Corp- Corpians, you know, that, that whole breed of statistical game game theorists, game modelers um, who've, you know, war gamed all sorts of different scenarios of, of how to go about the Russia-China problem. Because they, Russia and China have both become a problem, you know, they both have, have expelled George Soros, they both have cracked down on the CIA and NED, the, the National Endowment for Democracy operations that have been like maintaining fifth colonists in both of those countries for quite some time. So, uh, and they've both started moving in a sort of harmonized way with a variety of other Eurasian nations um, towards a type of approach to the current collapse function, which is slapping into us, which is not controlled by the IMF, World Bank, City of London, um, death cult. And so the problem that they're, that they're, that they're dealing with is, okay, well, how do we, how do we take the assets that we currently have and get them to get back on the program that they had promised that they would be on back in the nineties or the eighties. And, um, and so part of that, what Gilbert Doctorow was saying is, you know, he thinks, and I think there's reason to think that this is legit. Um, they want to try to amp up the tension and the danger, the threat of nuclear war to a max, a boiling point. And the idea is that you could psychologically, it's like playing nuclear chicken, you know, who's going to psych out first. And they, they believe that Russia, China increasingly will break. They, they can break their will out of the fear of a nuclear global exchange and force them to the table. The discussion table may be arranged by, let's say, the Vatican um, under under Pope Francis or something like that. And then the terms of the solution could be then dominated or led by the Western technocrats. And Russia, China will just acquiesce to carving themselves up, you know, the way Zbigniew Brzezinski wanted back in the 90s into like 14 micro federations of little mini ethno-nationalist blocks in Russia under the IMF. China would do the same. They'd willingly just like carve themselves up into these like little micro states. Um, there's like think tanks have circulated these different pictures that it's sort of their wet dream fantasy of China, what they should have been of just this much more subdued, broken up, balkanized uh, state with like, you know, Xinjiang as its own federation and Tibet is their own independent federation and Southern Mongolia, okay, Northern China is its own like ethnic national group. And then Taiwan and Hong Kong is their own two separate states. And then China's like, you know, maybe a third of the, the current ge- geography of it. So they really want this wet dream. I don't think they're going to, but the de- they're delusional too, right? Because they don't realize that China and Russia are not going to sacrifice their, their culture, their people. They're just not going to do it, but they're imposing their, their, their projecting themselves. They're like, I would do it. I'm, I'm, cause they're like, you know, weak, degenerate, 
uh, immoral, unprincipled psychopaths with no depth or character or substance. So they're like, I'm gonna, I, I presume everybody's just like me. And yeah, if they were, maybe you'd win. Maybe that program would actually work. But in this case, Russia and China have demonstrated they have hypersonic missiles that can go 25 times faster than the speed of sound that could take out any capital in the world that tries to uh, declare war on you or launch a nuclear preemptive strike, which is what Biden has reserved the right to do is to actually, he revived the Obama doctrine of permitting nuclear first strikes against even non-nuclear targets. Um, that's something that has affected the Russian calculus quite a bit in the last year. You know, that's where Putin said, you know, if, if we have to use nuclear weapons, we'd rather not. But if we're existentially threatened, Putin said, well, we will. Um, and everybody in the West was like, see, he's threatening us with nuclear war. It's hit, he is the demon. And it's like, wait a minute, context, people. Context. <laughs> he said that in regards to what? <laughs> like, Wasn't that like one of the first things Biden did was yeah. he easily made this three deep line of island based like short range or medium range nuclear tipped missiles. Like right when he took, I forget what the, the, I think they called it the Pacific defense initiative. It went right under the radar. I remember oh. bringing it up and I, like right after I was like, this is kind of insane. Like we just, we, it's like three rings deep. I, I think starting past like Hawaii, it's like, however far apart, I don't know, a thousand yeah, miles yeah, yeah. each. And it was just, we'll rain nuclear hell on you. If you like you move out of the South China sea. And it just yeah. right under the radar. No one touched yeah, it. Yeah. I still have yet to read a story on it. It's just like, this is kind of hardcore. Like, Yeah. No, I know. Well, he really revived the Obama, you know, Asia Pacific, the, the pivot to Asia uh, doctrine, which yeah. involved, you know, Obama. Well, it was Hillary, uh, who was the architect of it in 2010, um, that that basically said, okay, well, we've, we've done what we could in the Middle East as far as asymmetric warfare is concerned, but China is now uh, trying to be their own thing. They're not going along with what we're telling them to as much anymore. So let's start putting some pressure on China. And they, they amped up like crazy, you know, investments, military equipment. There's 100,000 U.S. troops in the Pacific around China's backyard. 50,000 or 40,000 are in Japan. It's a captured state since World War II. 28,000 are in South Korea, captured state since the Korean War. Taiwan has always been a military industrial toy until the Kuomintang of 2013-2014 arranged a, uh, became the party of sanity of Taiwan, the former party of, of Sun Yat-sen and Chiang Kai-shek, and they arranged a free trade agreement uh, with China, who is by far their biggest trading partner. So China has like Economically, they got the center of magnetism by far more than the U.S. does with any of these Asian countries, even South Korea, double the trade with China than they do with the U.S. But so and they, they were about to finalize this free trade agreement at the same time that Yanukovych in Ukraine was about to finalize a free trade agreement with uh, the Eurasian Economic Union of, run by Putin and uh, and back out of the whole integration into the EU. And at the same time, same year, 2014, the NED goes into effect in both countries, unleashes a color revolution that unseats the Kuomintang, saying that they're authoritarian against the will of the people. But it's like, what are these people when you actually look at them? And they put in their own hodgepodge of weird, uh, I mean, they got like a transhumanist, transsexual culture, minister of culture who who openly doesn't believe in reality. And, and that's her, he, she, whatever it is, is wants to spread the gospel of unreality because they only believe in this matrix digital world. Um, and that's the Minister of Culture of Taiwan put in by the United States receiving command and order by the United States and signing deals, military deals with like Lockheed Martin and other when even the US State Department acknowledges on their website that Taiwan is still a part of China. So you're like, what is this? Um, 
most Americans even still think Taiwan's its own country and China's going to invade. But at the same time, it's not the same thing as Ukraine because, you know, China has legally it is part of China. Ukraine was not legally part of Russia. It's also land uh, sea locked. So it's very it would be much easier for China if they wanted to to just create like a, an economic uh, barricade and uh, and prevent goods to flow in and just basically choke out the traders. That's possible. And there's a lot of people like in in Taiwan. It's not as as militarized uh, as of a culture as Ukraine was as far as like the the Nazi romanticism that maintained these like, you know, anyway, we, we know what that is in Ukraine. Taiwan, it's much more fluffy, soft culture, kind of like Japan in that sense. Um, it's kind of like Germany, too. Like, you know, Germany is also being used as an exp 50,000 troops U.S. stationed in Germany. Right. Total hostage state since World War Two. But at the same time, they don't have that Nazi hardcore, like destroy the Slavs and the yeah. intervention. They don't have that culture anymore. It's a big, fluffy, you know, mushy culture. So even if they have the third biggest military, it's not as much of a threat in Germany um, as it was back in the 40s or 30s. But Ukraine is is much more renegade and hardcore. Mm -hmm. Estonia, a lot of these Eastern European countries. Moldova has a, has increasingly a, a Nazi romanticism that they're currently trying to play with. Um, so there's all these like little spark plugs. Kosovo, they're trying to like light that on fire too to create more conflict between Serbia and Kosovo and Moldova. They try to they're trying to get them into NATO as well and and break their their peace uh, constitution. So they're they're desperately trying to just light fires everywhere. But it's I think in my mind it's only because they don't have that much to work with. They played all so many the majority of their cards on the Ukraine gamble, which I think I I honestly do think that those who planned out that or gamed, gamed out that Ukraine scenario, believed that they would be able to economically destroy Russia already months months and months ago, according to the sanctions, according to their plans to use the Russian fifth columnists to kill Putin. And, you know, John Bolton was celebrating this sort of thing. Nothing nothing has really worked out the way their ivory tower gaming has, has said it would. Um, so that's good. But again, a, a wounded, desperate beast is not like a safer animal to be around either. So I don't really know. <laughs> they're not, throwing yeah. UFOs at us now. Shit. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. We are. We, it is hitting kind of like a fever pitch. <laughs> like, yeah, the fact that like Biden officials are coming out and they're like, I, I saw a post like right before we started this. And it was like Biden determining whether or not to address the nation on like UFOs or something like. And I'm just like, that's like not a trivial <laughs> statement. Like. And it's just, I mean, you have, like, normies now commenting under, like, every Twitter thread of, like, a new food processing plant going up. You have the average yeah. person going, these are not coincidences. The Like, we are barreling towards, like, you know, like, coming out of a pandemic, we are just, like, edging. The, like, there was just an incursion in U.S. airspace two weeks ago from coast to coast over our ICBM silos. When's the last time that's happened? Sputnik? Maybe? I mean, these are like once in 70 year events that are. <laughs> yeah. That are... Every day, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. this is not. And, like, I don't know. For like my own anxiety, I kind of have to just like not fully take it in. I just have to like look at it and nod and just, you know, go about my day. Like, well, I got to go get groceries and do my laundry. Like, just so I don't implode. But these are, like, not trivial things going on. And I can't help but whatever it is that we're seeing, the train derailments, the balloons, uh, it, it's not what it – whatever it is, I think we have learned over the last 
five years, specifically the last 23 years, whatever it is, we're not seeing what it really is. We'll, we'll know in 10 years, but time and time again, we have seen whatever narrative is going right now, it's not the narrative. What yeah. the result is of the propaganda is what the narrative is, is what the true intentions are. If they start yeah. whipping this up into, if you start seeing headlines floated like, you know, intelligence officials floating ideas that Russian mercenaries derailed the train, that's, then you can see where it's going. Yeah. And I just don't think whatever the story is that we're getting, why would it? We we didn't well, get the truth told about Ukraine or COVID. Why, yeah. why would they start now? Well, the, 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 the hazardous waste um, train derailments and, and these things, that, that is something which I'm, I've got to admit, I still haven't fully wrapped my mind around. I don't know many people. I don't think anybody has. I mean, I, I've got my hypotheses, and I think a big one, like we alluded to, is the farming issue and the, the war on food, the creation yeah. of scarcity. That's definitely going down hard right now. Um, there's been a bit of a blackout on the media level, though. Very few media outlets have really covered this thing in any serious way. And then on top of that, you got this weird stuff that just this week, a few of my contacts were sending me, you've probably seen it, like um, reminders that Netflix had, you know, aired back in December 2022, um, a film called White Noise with like the scenario being uh, a, a train carrying toxic waste in a place that looks like Ohio. Actually, it was filmed in Palestine, uh, yeah, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was filmed and in Pal- East Palestine, Ohio. The people who live in that town were, were extras on the film like, set of that movie featuring a train carrying toxic waste go- going up in smoke and everybody having to evacuate. Didn't the CDC change their Twitter banner to vinyl chloride like two weeks before this happened? What? What are you talking about? I didn't hear about this. What? Yeah. Like, what? yeah, they like changed their like Twitter or, or on like the website. They just changed it to some like, like the chemical structure of like chloriders. Like, are really? we just being gaslit at yeah, like a level well, that's never? Or are we like finally? Are we cracking the veil? Are we like all the conspiracy? Like Alex Jones isn't crazy enough. Is it like the predictive programming's real? Yeah. Is it just meant to make us look like total crazy people for pointing this out? Well. Yeah, it's probably never just one thing. You know, it's, it's a dynamic. Reality is a dynamic thing. It has multiple effects on multiple levels every time you do something in reality. Um, so, I mean, a part of it is like there, there, we, we've been accustomed to living in or adapting to a world of false narratives created by creative writers associated with intelligence agencies that produce scenarios that are then turned into media by Mockingbird Media, and that was like Project Mockingbird became public back in the 70s, of the CIA capture of almost every single print and televised media outlet in the world, and we're like, oh yeah, but then that stopped in 1976 with the Church Committee. No. Um, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> they were Stop it, you guys, and they said, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. So now, that, and then coming out of like, Vietnam, we acknowledge, okay, Gulf of Tonkin, that was a lie. Okay, we, we went and killed millions of Vietnamese and 50,000 plus of our own, you know, uh, soldiers, young young people whose lives were destroyed, turned into drug addicts that were brought back into the West to feed a new drug culture in the 60s and 70s. We did that all based on a lie um, of the Gulf that, that the North Vietnamese somehow attacked a boat that didn't get attacked, and that was justifying this unleashing. Um, 
you know, Northwoods, we know that Kennedy was at war with his generals and like Lyman Leibnitzer saying yeah. like, yeah, let's just bomb a, a jet full of like American citizens and, and we'll blame it on the on the on the Cuban we'll shootings in like Miami and shit. Yeah. Which is what. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, you, you had like the, the committee of assassinations that was affiliated with the church committee back in 1975 or 76. And they even proved back then an actual congressional committee that John F. Kennedy, Fred Hampton, Martin Luther King were all killed in it. And the cover up was managed by the CIA, who was directly implicated. That was a congressional conclusion in the 70s as part of the church committee. That's on congressional record. And we just were told, no, go back to sleep, people. And then, you know, when a little a, a little bit of time elapsed, then all of a sudden some girl comes on the, on the TV in, in 1991 tearing up because she's a nurse in Iraq and, and she had to watch the King's minions killing babies. Yeah. And then we find out after we bo we bombed the hell out of Iraq in, in Desert Storm that, oh, no, she was actually the daughter of the Iraqi ambassador and never was a nurse and just made things up that were given to her by the CIA. And then we did it again with the dodgy dossier. And, you know, like that was completely made up by MI6, given to Colin Powell and Never were there any any evidence at all of of a yellow cake from Niger bought by Saddam Hussein, who really got it bad. Poor idiot. Um, so and every single time, you know, people get out and they you get a little mini burst of indignation and some protest on the streets and then, you know, wait a little bit longer. And the majority of those people who were protesting in 1991 or 2002 or 2003 against these bombing campaigns, a few years later, they're the ones champion like wearing. Yeah. You know, uh, Ukraine flags and on their on their vests championing uh, their great their great liberalizing hero Biden to, you know, pour more weapons into uh, Ukraine as part of a proxy war with Russia. Like, I mean, fuck, no memory. I'm sounding a bit cynical right now, no. but it is like. No, it is, it's, it's what it is. That there's no memory. There's no. Goldfish. One, one plus one does not equal two every day. And it's. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't, I am between this, like, I'm constantly, like, weaving in and out of, like, am I black-pilled and nihilistic, or am I just sort of, like, white-pilled, and now I'm just, like, sort of watching this like you would watch a sports game, and I'm like, the brainwashers are really doing good now. Like, I don't, because, like, you can't go insane, you can't go full black-pill, because that's just, that's the end of your life, but, like, mm. there's also, like, a reasonable amount of, like, come on, this is like a trillion dollar defense propaganda intelligence banking. Like, like what am I really doing? Like, I'm not David to Goliath. Like, I'm, I'm aware of that's and That's not being pessimistic. It's just being realistic. I don't know, like, what else there is to do aside from just, I don't know, just talk about it on a podcast and try to get some laughs out of it. Like, what other constructive thing is there to do? Like, well, I mean, I think the, the important thing for me, at least, because I, I I often think like, well, what what can little little me do? And I don't really, you know, there's I got to accept what I can change and accept what I can't change too, you know. But I I know that, um, there's there's um a, an ability that I have that makes me happier when I'm trying to go outside of my limits, go into my uncomfortable zone, discover new ways of thinking, new just like you know we talked about this last time. Yeah. It, we're on the same page there, you know. Like whenever we're 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 getting better at going into the unknown and de developing capacities um, on any level. I'm a happier person. I got more to hold on to inside of myself, more inner peace and, uh, and more ability to look at evil because that's the thing. Like a lot of people just don't want to look at evil because they're thinking like they just feel disempowered and they're like, well, psychologically, if it is that bad, 
I couldn't do anything about it anyway, so I'd rather not know and just be happier living my little mini micro life, mm -hmm. which is what most people told themselves for a few decades. And then, you know, COVID comes slamming into us, more hardcore medical dictatorship. They're pressuring our kids to get, you know, injected with gene therapy. And people are realizing now, well, maybe that wasn't really the right idea to try to like put my blinders on and think small. Maybe I should have been, you know, practicing the, the the harder lifting mind muscles this whole time and now they're they're sort of trying to catch up um so all i know is we have to try to if we're if we are um working at making ourselves better being better amplifiers of truth like truth communicators but also receivers like receive and communicate um the potential to be role models and to to play a role especially in, in a situation where let's say a responsibility falls into our lap that we wouldn't be prepared for otherwise. Cause some people you, you'd be surprised, like the circumstances of life sometimes present you with an opportunity that if you've prepared yourself, you could pick up that, that's that, that sword or whatever and actually carry out a fight. But if you've, somebody could give you a sword and you've never like thought about what this thing is, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Right. And I'm here talking about somebody who might be given the opportunity to become like, you know, a union president or, uh, run for, for office um, as a candidate for something or to speak up at a, at a town hall meeting or to whatever, right? Like there's so many different things and different amplitudes that people could uh, rise to the occasion. But then like my, my wife and I were just talking and thinking about this depressing situation. There was this video of like a, a Black Lives Matter violent couple of kids just like or just shouting, like maybe 17, 18 years old, uh, really making a bit of a arise and you had like a bunch of like lame office workers sitting at a fountain in a park just eating their sandwiches and like you gotta you get, you get these 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 groups shouting black lives matter and all this stuff and some some little lady meekly says like all lives matter and one of them walks up to her punches her in the face knocks her out while she's eating her sandwich and you have all these other office workers this is the scary thing who are just sitting there looking away and just eating their sandwich there's probably like 40 people in this park and they all just like watch this guy knock this woman out and uh nobody does anything and it's like if what type of society what how far do you have to collapse as a civilization that 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 type of thing happens yeah um right and you gotta that's just a, a small level of like what i do that no i'd like to think that i would probably not be one of those sandwich munchers were that to happen that being said, on, on, on many levels, you got to think, well, what would I do if I was in like a situation of JFK or Martin Luther King being confronted with something serious? Would I be able to uh, do something similar to their type of courage or would I like meekly do the other thing? Um, hmm. So I, I think we just have to follow, you know, follow our conscience in that sense. And, you know, if sh if shit hits the fan and our civilization goes into a hardcore uh, downslide as it's been sort of moving towards, it could get really ugly. At the very least, we know it wasn't our fault. It didn't happen because of anything we did or didn't do. And at the same time, if there is a miracle that can happen and uh, like a moral awakening could begin to start like, you know, moving it in a, in a, in a better orientation, well, then we know that we played a role in par participating in that amplification in that direction. Um, that's as best as I could say <laughs> I could think well, about it. <laughs> well, so, somebody, and this is again, new for me, uh, yeah. that I've been doing, uh, I've been doing live shows and somebody commented at some point, I want you and Matt to talk about something positive about this. Cause this is exhausting to listen to on an emotional level. And I, <laughs> and I'm just now looking at it. 
and I'm realizing that that's I had brought that up without even looking at that question. I'm like, what can we do? So whoever commented that, I'm I'm with you. There it is, and I think I think Matt said it correctly. Is um, you can put the blinders on and not pay attention to it for a little bit, right? You can just you can ignore a bad grade or a bill, or like weight gain or excessive drinking. You can ignore it for like you know a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, but reality does start come knocking. It does right eventually. You gotta you can ignore the 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 check engine light on your car until one day it doesn't start. Like one day reality, it, it goes, "Hey fucker, I'm I'm home," and you gotta go, "Oh shit," and yeah. that is when reality. And so for a while, you know, on a geopolitical level, instead of a couple of weeks, you can you can do that for a couple of decades. You can go, ah, whatever. I'm I got my nine to five, right? I'm just oh NATO's encroaching. What am I doing? I'm working at a I'm, I'm assembling cars in Michigan. Like what what do I have to do with NATO? All right, but you know, eventually the effects of a politically apathetic and uninformed public does come to your front door. It comes to your mm-hmm. front door in the in the form of a gain of function virus that did spawn out of this mad machine of power and pharma, military intelligence, banking that you have in part been complicit by ignoring it. And mm-hmm. like you said so beautifully as as scary as it can be to start like looking behind the veil and I get it it's not even now during this podcast like my heart rate's going up like I would much rather just be playing ace combat on my on my xbox like but right it will come knocking and the more you start to look at it it's scary at first but like a workout like adding more weights in the gym it starts to get a little easier and it's not that it's getting easier. It's that you're getting stronger and then yeah. you can add another weight to it and you can start looking at it and you start like, okay, JFK probably was whacked by our intelligence community. You're like, that's a big one. And okay. But then you work forward from there and you're like, go Tonkin was probably horseshit. And you're like, okay. You know, then, you know, my uncle served and you're like, okay. And then, you know, you move to nine 11 and then you move to like the Oh wait, financial crisis and you move to COVID and, there is a groundswell that can occur and it's not it's not just idealism like enough people wake up and start demanding answers i mean what we're seeing right now like you know youtube bans one person no one cares but when enough people leave and go fuck it we're gonna start rumble we're gonna start bit shoot people flock to it so you don't even need the majority of people to have some sort of courage you just need a handful and then the normies that had their blinders on they will quickly They'll quickly follow you because if all they have to do is go sign up a Rumble account, they're fine with that. They don't want to be some intrepid pine, and that's fine. They just go, you know what, I'm going to keep working at my job, but, yeah, I'm going to use Rumble now because they don't censor or they have a downvote button or whatever. Like, there is – yeah, it is always good to move towards the truth and, like you said, well, move towards it with your conscience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like this balance question, right? Like the good is always good. Now the good has different degrees of amplitude, you know? And so um, we often get a little bit paralyzed. Um, and I, I, I've been through this by just thinking about the, the, the grandeur of a lot of the problems of our history, of our past, the factors of the challenges um, uh, pushing on our future in a bad way. And it's kind of like, it's stifling. And you're like, unless I can, and, and we make the mistake of thinking, unless I can solve all of that, I don't want to, I can't move. And yeah. it's like, no, just relax. Skip, don't skip steps. You know, like you have to think about, um, 
doing doing good is is all about again it's it's capacity building you know like you got to develop certain ways of, of of just being able to have a patience with yourself um the ability to enjoy new things you know like obviously we've been given a lot of the chinese had what was called the opium wars that was a, a spiritual war to destroy their people in the 19th century continued on a little bit afterwards um run by the british the the modern incarnation of that is partially still the same thing still the same drug culture which has now a few different aspects to it popularized even like dominated by the state you know so you got that but also you have the you know uh, there's the, the military industrial complex created a video game addiction culture porn addiction like all sorts of things little like twitter itself came out of the military industrial complex um darpa and and you know the the there are people who thought about destroying your capacity to use your concentration span which is a precondition to developing a relationship with memory your mind how do you use your creativity in a more healthy and better way in time because it can get always get better or get worse and you know the mind is an, an image it's a metaphysical process it obviously needs a brain but it is not the brain the mind is more than the brain because the brain doesn't account for how you can develop a metaphor or an allegory or or something like non-linear of that sort right so you can they can heal it re relative very quickly as well don't get demoralized there just because we've been you know maybe got TikTok brains and stuff you know because that that happens but despite that um we have to take stock of like what do we need what are our um the vices what are the virtues we want to cultivate and ben franklin i would say for people who want to like get a handle on this read ben franklin's autobiography it's a very short read and he wrote it in a in as clear transparent of a way you could read this in probably like two afternoons and he he takes you through the process of his own um development process because he wants to create sort of a guide a guidepost or a guidebook on how do you willfully take ownership of your own pathway of development and take stock of what you need to grow on and and it's really good and he's very funny about it too um and he's the guy who like organized the founding he's the father of the founding fathers in that sense you know like he's not just a nobody he discovered laws of the universe in the forms of electromagnetism and found ways of pulling people into a better uh, relationship with the universe by organizing new inventions and discoveries around the fire of the gods that was formerly something that just like burned down your villages and scared people by you know he broke people out of that which was integrated in his concept of creating a society premised upon an harmony of natural law politically so it was not separate in his mind his work on on the physical scientific discoveries and the metaphysical uh political oh. discoveries there were two parts of the same thing and he just knew that people are not going to take him it, he would not have as much impact or effect on the political world that he dreamed of bringing into being if he could not demonstrate something that nobody else could do so he focused with an unbroken concentration for several years on the challenge of the curiosity of the nature of electricity in from well what is this lightning um and all of the other effects of that he also discovered the gulf stream other other things too so um a lot of the great discoverer or the great minds who are exceptional people who don't fit into the medi mediocrity of the norms are people you want to read uh, like look to those people who made real discoveries don't re don't read about them because you're going to find a lot of like opinionators and, and expert commentators who want you to take their opinion of what the great minds are don't do that you just go straight to what you know read ben franklin's own essays or his autobiography you know read lincoln's speeches there are a lot of them are available get a sense of their character don't read about them first read them first and then you start seeing that or martin luther king's speeches listen to martin luther king whatever is available that you can 
they, they shot this guy at the age of 38 for a reason. And they don't like shooting individuals. They, they don't mind killing millions of people. That's the point I always try to make to people too. The oligarchy is perfectly happy killing millions of people. They really would rather not kill individuals. Because the, when they have to do that, it, it shows a weakness in the structures of the machine, which they would rather keep hidden, which is that an individual who is like not even high bred, but just like, you know, a regular person could present, awaken something in themselves that presents such a challenge to the structures of the oligarchical machine that they have to, they can do nothing but kill that person, whether it's a JFK, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. And when you read or listen to the speeches or read the transcripts of JFK or Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, especially the last year of Malcolm X's life, you start seeing it's the same damn thing that was awakening the heart of, of Lincoln as his identity was concerned. Ben Franklin, it's the same thing. And, and you find as you're doing that, something of that is also being awoken inside of you, hmm. right? So it's like they're, it's this, this property of, of what makes humans humans that the oligarchy is afraid of and they despise because the machines and animals don't do that. Like, you know, perfect talking like cows or wolves will not have a relationship of their great, great grandparents and like read their writings or, or think about what they're leaving behind for their great unborn grandchildren. Wolves just won't do that. And so they want us to behave like the law of the jungle, like good little wolves or cows or machines that are just programmed with like blank slates or just programmed by the, 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 you know, architects. Um, but they hate it when we do this other thing, because uh, it, it makes us re become more in tune with what our true nature, we know ourselves, we end up discovering more and more what we are. And we end up tapping into powers of creative thought and creative action associated with those good thoughts that create nonlinear effects that even surprise us. Um, and I think today, when you look at you know, the reason why we're not dead yet, that's what I would say. Like, if the oligarchy had the type of power that they want us to believe that they have, then we'd already, in my mind, be, be we'd already be dead. We'd yeah. already be a depopulated uh, society of slaves without access to any of the thoughts that you and I have access to and are communicating about right now. So the, the very fact that we have this, this going on means that they can't have the type of power that a lot of people attribute that they have. And I think that that's, that's another point that you could, you have to think people should, if they're listening on YouTube, think about like, well, what is that? What, what don't they control such that, why haven't they won yet? What, what are the challenges that the oligarchy is afraid of? What are their weak spots? Uh, you know, what, where are those dynamics in the world today that are challenging their new world order script? Because they're there. And these are good, good, good exercises to just work through. Um, even though, unfortunately, in our part of the world here in, Can I'm in Canada, you're in the U.S. I don't, we're, we're, I don't know where I'm, you're in, I'm in where. Maine. You're in Maine. Yeah, we got a lot of stupidity around us. A lot of Europeans don't have, <laughs> our, we don't have a lot of JFK-like characters uh, in our political spectrum to be inspired by. But, you know, the world is a big place that's bigger than the little transatlantic community. Um, so what's going on outside of this little field of the world, you know? Um and for me, I, I like I, I've published a series of books going through the uh, um, how did how did George Soros get purged from Russia in 2015? How did he get yeah. purged from China in in, two, in 1989? Wh how did that happen? What are what are what are the what are the fifth columnists in deep state operations in Russia and China? Um, what about Persia? Um, how are there patriots? Are there good people? Are there nationalists who have used political power to fight against this oligarchy that's wanted to destroy those cultures as much as they've wanted to destroy ours? Fuck yeah, sure, sure. There, there, there's those things. And have they been? Have they 
have these patriots and moral intelligentsia been able to carry out a fight against the traitors? Yeah, they've, they've done some good stuff. They, have, they haven't totally succeeded, but I mean, they're fighting and they've done a better job than we have. <laughs> yeah. So maybe what they're doing is something that actually scares the oligarchy that we should be learning from in some ways. I like what you said about, <clears throat> yeah, they don't want you to awaken something inside of you. It's like I always mm -hmm. said about one of my buddies was a bodybuilder and you'd always want to make up, you'd be like, ah, he's on steroids. He wasn't. You'd be like, oh, that's all he does. He doesn't have a life. No, he still had a life. And finally, you'd come to the realization that what you don't like is he could do it. He's just a human, which means I could do it, which means mm -hmm. that I too could have a six pack abs and bulk. And you go, oh, and then that that's holding up a mirror to you. That's making you realize that, right? You go, oh, fuck, this guy isn't taking shortcuts. He's just working harder than me. And we don't like that. But if you can stare at the truth long enough, you can go, yeah, I can do that too. I just got to start doing push-ups. Like, slow and steady. It'll take several years. But you can start. And I think that's what you're saying is, like, that an MLK can just arise and start giving speeches and going on marches. They don't like seeing that. Because what we eventually see is much like the bodybuilding, we all kind of come to the realization that, oh, I could do that. And that's just yeah. one guy. What if two yeah. guys did it? What if 50 yeah. guys did it? Yeah. They don't want that. They have to reach out and they have to squash it. And they don't like doing that either, right? The same reason why Twitter doesn't man mind banning a topic, but they don't like having to take down an individual account because now you're like, oh, you had no argument, so you just had to pull the plug. And they go, oh, okay, okay, yeah. right? And yeah. they don't like that. So I guess that – I think you always just have to remember that, like, you're you, – you, spoiler alert, we all die, right? Yeah. And no matter what fear you have about standing up and doing the right thing – and I'm not – I don't mean – I don't, I don't mean advocating like we're all going to die anyway. So let's take up. And that's not what I mean at all. Legally, that is not what I mean at all. What I mean is like, <laughs> I have to be very clear about that. Cause there's somebody <laughs> listening to this. Who's like, do you tell yeah. me when and where Tommy? I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, there's someone who I'm pretty sure is a fed who posted on one of my videos last week. He was the only solution is lone wolves. And I just said, fuck off fed. But like, um, no, you have to remember that we all die no matter what. And, you know, just do the right thing. And you don't even have to be MLK. It can simply start with, don't put your head in the sand. When something's a little uncomfortable, you go, they are burning down all the food processing plants. Okay, let that initial wave of anxiety come over you. Let it pass. Go to the gym. Go take a hot shower. All right. Now start to examine it critically. Start to find oh. other people talking about it. And if no one else is talking yeah. about it, start the conversation. And just start to... You're, you're an individual neuron. Start trying to just link up with other nodes and just see what happens. There's a yeah. synergistic effect that you yeah. don't know what's going to happen when three of you start putting your minds together. You don't know what happens when 3,000 of you. Something can arise from that. And yeah. that is kind of the importance, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> there's uh, there's so many cases to study, to, to think about. You know, we have the Canadian uh, Truckers Convoy yeah. As a small case study of how this works, it was obviously it didn't become the movement in the way that we'd hoped it would, but it was still not expected. It broke the mold and it mm -hmm. awoke something mm -hmm. very organic, very natural um, in humanity um, that did have reverberations in policy that were unexpected across the board. You know, like the very fact that 
the entire COVID draconian restriction re regime was pulled back upon, like at the directly in the wake of that process, um, is not a coincidence. But despite that, there's two types of dynamics, right? There's no there's no silver bullet to this process. There's been 50 plus years of cultural decay, media mediocrity that's become normalized over the course of, I mean, several generations. That that that's a type of um, spiritual self-mutilation that is very unnatural it doesn't heal immediately it would be we have to have the patience to think a little bit long term right the oligarchy thinks long term so we should at the very least be able to think on a temporal basis like the oligarchy um they think deep past they think deep future they don't think about immediate effects um that's part of the oligarchical cultural uh standards and in that sense you could say in some ways the oligarchy has access to bigger, more morality than your average Joe Schmo Canadian American who often has been induced to think in a very small-minded, you know, uh, live in the now sort of way. They don't make their decisions based upon a consideration of forces that are far beyond their their lifespan. Now they're evil. Don't get me wrong. The oligarchy is Luciferian evil now, that, shithead. Now that being that. said, they are psychopathic, demonic pedophiles. Yes, but <laughs> yes, but <laughs> not, even a broken clock okay. is right twice a day, and you too should look at long-term. No, yeah, but really. But what you said about the mortality thing is key. And I think that there's a, a piece that comes with the fact, not running away, but really just coming to terms with the fact of our mortality. We're going to be old. We're going to be wrinkly. You know, I mean, at some point, you know, a lot of the pleasures we have today in our youth are not necessarily we shouldn't take for granted. We're going to be there when we're 80, 90 years old. So the question is, when we're 80, 90 years old, looking back on our life, number one, are we happy with the life that we live? Number two, do we have happiness because we cultivated a, a sense of love of pleasures of a higher order than simply the fleshly pleasures that are much more fleeting. Um, and if we did that and we made those choices in the course of the, the period that we had before we got old, then we could have a lot of creative play and pleasure and good that you can still enjoy even when your body is hurting. Um, and you're not like, you know, the, the sexy beast that we once were as we were young. Right. And, and that's fine. You, you know, so, but then, I think with the the baby boomer, you know, the post World War II generation, there were a lot of like new sociological phenomena that were art artificially created by social engineers that induced um, society to be to to create these weird phenomena like the like the 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 midlife crisis thing. Um, that's all of a sudden it became a sociological phenomenon of the baby boomer generation, where all of these people who ran away from the reality of thinking about their death all of a sudden came to terms when they hit 50 or so of like, oh my God, I'm not going to be forever. And they have this crisis of meltdown, divorce, break up the family, go for a Porsche, you know, look for a trophy wife, try to like recapture your youth in some way. You got movies, but you know, like American beauty and stuff, just mm -hmm. putting the flames on this, this nihilistic uh, cultural dynamic with Kevin Spacey, you know, just learning how to smoke weed again for the first time since the seventies, you know, and, and uh, you know, like, it's just, again, it's just this, and, and like little nihilistic kids filming bags floating in the wind, acting like it's so profound and wanting to like run. Away. But there's all this like existential underpinnings in a lot of the film. But I think when you look at um, the type of because film is a powerful thing and you want to look at like film and arts that also edify and uplift. And one really good one is Kamada from 1968 with Marlon Brando playing the role of a British uh, intelligence. Have you seen this? Kamada Burn? No. Oh, it's such a good movie. Um, it, it could probably be bought for like five bucks on YouTube. Um, Kamada. And so Marlon Brando plays like a British, um, 
intelligence agent deployed to try to subdue a revolutionary tendency within sugarcane plantations in the Bermudas, some some unnamed you know uh, island colony, and install a puppet regime. And he he has to sort of create a false hero that he can use and deploy as a counter revolutionary. Um, and and it just goes through this beautiful exposure of the machinations of empire and how they work. But one of his own assets, this perfectly moldable um, counter-revolutionary that he selected and used to uh, to to be, a, again, a, a gang counter-gang, right? Controlled operative stuff. All of a sudden awakens to his deeper humanity and, and, and falls off the reservation. And, and people have to watch this thing, but it basically is the the most beautiful condemnation of the empire. And, and ultimately it showcases why empires are not going to be fit to survive in the long run and why there's something more powerful in humanity, hmm. which is, which cannot be ultimately crushed. It can be subdued for periods, but it can't be ultimately extinguished because it's too universal. It's too, it's too much based upon the universe as a whole and its expression within us as a being made in the image of a creative universe. Um, which is just, it's, it's like not even a philosophical thought. Like what I just said, people say, oh, that's your philosophical opinion. And it's like, that is my opinion, but I, but there's a lot of scientific evidence backing up. What I just said is a fact as well as it being my, my opinion that we are actually made in the, in the image of the very laws that shaped the universe that existed before we existed before humanity, there were still those laws. And the very fact that humanity is the singular species on this earth that can discover those um principles those invisible determining factors mm -hmm. and on top of discovering them like ben franklin being that one example there's many we can then willfully transform our behavior in harmony with those discovered laws oh. in order to have greater freedom when we obey the laws that we discover so when you discover a law of aerody aerodynamics you now have a greater freedom to fly you know oh. if you disobey the law of aerodynamics it's your choice but you wouldn't fly you'd fall off the you know you just you can't you'd be stuck to the ground um so there's this wonderful reciprocity between freedom and, and law which is already there in nature and that we could willfully play with and Think it works best when we're flexible when we're creative you know um and the fear of death is one of the biggest holdups that block us from um that peace and that creative flexibility that we can we can access so it's only when we really do that that we really find peace and if you don't yeah you're always people are always going to be looking for escapism and not ever able to make the 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 leaps towards as you said from, from your buddy the weightlifter right you you won't be able to to pierce through the fact that it's not just it's not just these exceptional individuals who are like somebody you could look upon like they were gods in awe or something it's like no there's a little bit of that inside of all of us yeah. they were just in fact i would say rather than treat you know martin luther king or gandhi or anybody like they were the exceptions maybe they were the norms and we're we have not yet reached maturation as a species so we've all been in this mediocre state that has been called labeled normal oh. to keep it mediocre and maybe these are the individuals who tapped into and, their natural state and that they are just the average joe but maybe they're the actually average of the future right of what we could expect and should expect the standards to be in an in it'd be a like if you it'd be like if you grew up in a concentration camp and then you yeah. saw a GI on the outside. You'd be like, "How buff is he?" And it's like, "Dude, that's just a normal dude who has like three square meals, right?" Yeah. And then you yeah. would realize, "Oh, you're in a camp being run by demons." Like, right? <laughs> yeah. And like that guy's not even something special. That's you if you just weren't fed bread and water. Yeah. That's yeah, a wild right. thought. Yeah. yeah that's they're just holding thought. us down artificially. Yeah.
That's inspiring. Yeah. That's yeah, that's fine. inspiring. It is. If it was two thousand years ago, I was just thinking of this when you were talking. If this was two thousand yeah. years ago and you were just in a robe talking, I'd follow you. I'd just be like, this guy, this guy's on to something. I'd follow you. I'd follow you. I'd be like, where are we going, man? Just let's go. F- I'd follow you. I'd 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 ride your coattails as you preach. Um, no, it's it's a funny thing, right? Like, yeah, human beings are just we're 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 a funny creature. We're a funny creature. We could be so so cool like when you read socrates or you you, you, know, you read plato or you read like you just look at what we've done it's so miraculous and good yeah and then we could just be so pathetic and tragic and like you it's like to convince these divine beings that they're just these like you know pigs who yeah. are whose nature yeah. is like roll in the mud that's your nature and it's like you're these divine beautiful beings and you're all like just rolling in the mud stop like it's buying out of it. <laughs> it's buying of a, a brand new five thousand dollar iMac that can edit eight K video and instead you just scroll Facebook on it. And it's like right. you are capable of you are capable of, of power that Stanley Kubrick couldn't dream of film editing. <laughs> instead you're just scrolling through and I like that. I like Yeah, it is it is but then that's like the free will dynamic, right? I mean you can yeah. There are days when you are, you know, you're in a you're in a suit and tie and you're at a wedding and you're giving a speech and you're there and you're helping them, you know, dancing with the grandma on the floor. And it's like and you're just being a total just like a stud, like a good guy. And then there are days that like you're drinking before noon and like ordering McDonald's on Uber Eats. And you're like, this is also me. Right. This is this is the duality of man. Like, you know, and it's not one isn't inherently better than the other. But, you know, just take it all with a, you know, moderation. But. I like what you said about we can we have the cognition to examine these laws that we are we are of right before you know before humanity before DNA there was still the strong nuclear force and the weak nuclear force there were still mm. oscillations and sine waves there is something beautiful about if we can examine those we can come more into harmony with them and. Yeah, it's. I mean, I remember writing in my personal statement in medical school about like the one common theme of every religion, really at the core, is like do unto others as you'd like to have done to you, and like the one common theme of every science, organic chemistry, genetics, to you know astronomy, to whatever. Just boil it all down. It really does come down to for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And I was like, isn't that kind of insane that the two most core things of the spiritual and the physical are basically, yeah, what goes up must come down, what goes around mm-hmm. comes around. And then if you can mm. sink into that almost mm. like base primitive law, you can sink into that. And by definition, everything in the universe is an outgrowth of that that primal law of mm. what goes up must come down, what goes around comes around. There's evil, there's good, there's light, there's dark, there's sadness. There, If you can examine that and then go Everything is part of that, from cars to icebergs to Netflix series to oatmeal. And you can, like, link up with that. And you'll still have problems and anxieties, but logic would deduce that you'll come more into harmony with with the very reality you find yourself in, right? Well said. No, I, I really like how you're able to take a lot of these big, giant concepts and just find, like, very identifiable examples <laughs> on, on so many basic levels. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something. I think that's one of the biggest problems in science. Like one of the one of the things that in my research on on the history of of deep politics and oligarchical systems, um, that that's sort of the approach I've taken is that 
the battlefield has primarily been culture and the mind. That's the primary topology of the battlefield. And there's certain like, there's certain techniques of inducing the minds of target audiences to think that the false is true. There's certain techniques that have, that, that have been used and you could read the writings of a lot of ancient philosophers from 2,500 years ago and see them also retweaked, but the same ultimate ingredients um, done again in the medieval period by representatives of, of those same oligarchical systems or John Locke, you could see his defense of slavery and his re his logical reasoning why we don't have a soul and why we're just blank slates, tabula rasa. He's doing the same thing. Ultimately, for the pay and for the uh, you know, at, at the bequest of his sponsors and patrons who are the same British East India Company and the British Royal Africa Company that is managing the entire, you know, global slave trade of the 18th century that he is an integral part of, you know, and, and we've been told, oh, yeah, the American Revolution was inspired by the theories of John Locke. Yeah, bullshit. I mean, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. When you actually read the writings of the, the, the best driving forces of the American Revolution, it was in total opposition to everything John Locke wrote and stood for as far as the, the premise that inalienable rights exist in all people because we have, we're made in the equal image of, of a creator. Mm -hmm. um, that is antithetical yeah. to John Locke. Um, sorry, no. Maybe Jefferson had his tendencies where, you know, because he was the biggest slave owner in Virginia. Um, yeah, he liked John Locke. He was a weaker <laughs> a weaker link of the, of the group. But overall, no, that was not the reason why. That, we broke from that stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, th th there are certain, these techniques are, you can, we can all understand them. They try to make it seem so inaccessible and like layered in the, these sophisticated arguments. And we're told, oh yeah, epistemology, that's the science of knowledge and you, the theory of knowledge. And you'll just be at, you'll waste your life. Learn something practical. Think about something more tangible. Don't waste your time with philosophy. There's no point in that. It's like, the, if you will, if this, this, these sorts of things have been put in our path to convince us to turn our minds off because the reality is if you think about it in in the way that i'm talking about it and the way you've been talking about it it's very intelligible they, there have been very simple techniques to schism the individual subjective person we're all subjective beings influenced by our feelings our identity these sense of honor embarrassment like all the little elements of shame and hope and guilt and virtue and honor all of these like non-linear but real qualities that you can't plot in a, in a computer model are factors in our in our uh how we live our lives as physical beings living in a physical world right consuming contributing back to society living and then dying so we all were and we're part of a physical world in physical with physical laws in the universe uh there's you know golden sections organizing you know proportions organizing galaxies as much as we see them involved in the behavior of atomic behavior and in, in our coffee when we pour milk in like you you see that there's certain common traits on the mm -hmm. on the big and on the small and when we think about them we can't extract who we are as an identity with feelings and um, it, it, it's all part of the because we're part of the thing we're exploring right and even Max Planck was very clear and he's a guy who discovered the the quantum domain the, the realm of quantum physics was discovered by this guy working on black body radiation and he's a musician and he makes a point number one the reason why he was able to make his discovery was because he was a pianist and he, he makes a point like his relationship with mozart with the mind of beethoven was an integrative part of how he was able to problem solve and look for creative anomaly or uh, look zero in on the anomalies of what didn't fit with customary 
accepted standard models. So when you press those things into reality, there, there's cracks. Those are the singularities, the anomalies that a healthy mind should be thinking about, not, you know, and then to solve the problem, to come up with a better hypothesis that is more in conformity with the actual law that causes those anomalies, which involved his discovery of the Planck constant and the harmonic, as he called it, harmonic oscillations um, involving the quantum realm. That opened up a whole new domain of power. So all of a sudden we could start using that concept, immaterial idea content, in order to act upon atomic uh, behavior or atomic uh, geometries that found that we could release immense amounts of energy that formerly like uranium was only used for like window tinting, limited. But now all of a sudden we found that with this knowledge, all of a sudden you could like, well, desalinate water, you could power things that could feed people, create abundance, or inversely, create bombs that could kill people in abundance. So there's this always this like with new freedoms in the, that the universe gives us when we resonate, when we tune ourselves more, there's now more responsibility morally to not uh, tolerate corruption and mediocrity. So you always have to have the sort of cultural field improve at the very least in tandem, preferably faster, but ideally in tandem with the technological scientific field. They both have to sort of like grow together. If one falls out of, out of equilibrium with the other, you could you could end up like like in the ancient Athenians where they had you know for a period a very robust cultural intellectual environment but they didn't have a lot of technology so it was a bit lopsided they were still using slaves um, and then that decayed into empire and per, you know Peloponnesian war stuff and that that went to hell fast or inversely like our world you could go into a scientific di dictatorship with idiot sociopaths who just want to use technology to enslave rather than like look at China China has taken the fourth industrial revolution idea. And you could, there are bad things in China going on with, with technology. I'm not saying that. But look at, for example, the five of the biggest hydroelectric dams in the world are built by China in the past 20 years. Okay, Right now, they're building one of the largest dams. It's 186 meters in height. I was just reading about this thing on, on uh, online. It's going to be finished in 2024. There's not going to be a single human being participating in its construction. So how is that? It's 3D printed. They're 3D printing a friggin' hydroelectric dam. It's going to be something like 40 gigawatts of power. Um, and every single layer, layer that, that's being 3D printed, they have like automated like uh, pounders going up and down, like packing it in. The whole thing is being calibrated by a machine learning type of logarithmic system that can sort of calibrate according to, to anomalies you didn't expect. Very, I don't think that they say no people. Maybe I think there might be a couple of people involved at some point. It's hard to take the human element out entirely. But, you know... That is one expression of like there a very different expression of fourth industrial revolution as a term, um, which is going to create massive water abundance, farming output, agri agricultural outputs going to double in the regions that are going to be affected by the new reservoirs, new hydroelectric power that's going to eliminate poverty. Like incredible in the West. Here we are. We're, we just blew up four dams in California because we want to liberate the, the, the rivers of, of back to their natural e ecosystems and bring the deserts back to their natural desert life. So we, we spent $500 million blowing up these, these dams built up by JFK in California. Um, and the type of technology that we're permitting to go online for our fourth industrial revolution um, is basically all designed to enslave and make people dumber and more addicted to whatever type of you know drugs and video games that Yuval Harari says we have to use to deal with the useless eaters. So it's like a very different, we're creating scarcity 
with tech, they're using the same type of tech, machine learning, 3D printing, automation, and getting a very different outcome by creating abundance. And you got this whole battle over like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna create mediocrity and scarcity? Or are you gonna create abundance and excellence? Are you gonna have like real engineers with real knowledge being built up with your youth who have like a grounding in, in reality who could build things and who can think positively about the future, which is what the majority of young people living in uh, China actually have. It's very different from the young people in the West. They actually have hope for the future and it's reasonable hope. We, I mean, most young people here want to be YouTube stars. They don't care about exploring space anymore. That's like at the bottom of the list of all the surveys that were done. In China, it's the very opposite. Why? Because they actually have a robust space and nuclear program. They're, they're making pioneering breakthroughs that are being um, assisted by Russia, China together working on building like, you know, lunar colonies that are going to be in place in 2035 to mine the moon for helium-3 for fusion power. My God, like that's cool shit that we used to do back when JFK was alive. We cut all that stuff off. We canceled NASA. Like we haven't done any, you know, are, are there aliens in the world or in the universe? Yeah, probably. I mean, there's probably life out there somewhere. I mean, there's billions of other stars in our galaxy, other billions of other galaxies. I mean, likelihood, probably more life out there and maybe probably cognitive life elsewhere. Sure. But we're not going to know if we keep on tolerating the shutdown of uh, space exploration, which we killed. We killed it for 40 years straight. So we've just been, you know, uh, opening the doors. Science fiction has taken over science. And so people have been just fed um, a line that space is where you go to die. It's where you go. It's where you go to have aliens kill you. And we lost the sense that like we're actually in space, like we're the Earth going in space around a sun in a galaxy, which is very vibrant and interesting. And it's our home. We lost that sense. It's just like, no, our home is this little tiny part of the feudal, you know, plantation we're supposed to stay on. We're supposed to behave and, and we've got the sea monsters. We got the sea monsters out there in the ocean that are going to like eat us if we venture out too far from where we're allowed to, 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 to exist. And that's like what Hollywood's given us, you know, with the, Oh, that's a much better angle, dude. It looks so much more high tech from this angle. What do you, why do you use the other angle? I don't know. Cause I've got the good camera set up there and it's whatever. No, Dude, this keep, is so much keep, better. Keep going on your rant. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. But just so you know, like my totally, this is like the, better? the angle. Yeah. For, Noted. Absolutely. Noted. So, you know, like all that to say, I'm just, I'm just sort of, again, waxing, maybe not so eloquent, but it's these, it's these different paradigms that are clashing. And I think the oligarchy, we know what they want. We know how they think that we know what their desires are and we know what their weaknesses are in general. So we have to look at like, what, where are those idea where is the idea content activating into policy action which is action in the world today or in the past that has diminished their power and has in increased our capacities to be ourselves to discover the universe to, and at the same time discover ourselves as we tune to that universe where is that happening today and I'll, I'll tell you straight up russia china increasingly iran increasingly india those are the countries that are actually putting online policies that are anti-malthusian anti-degrowth anti scarcity creation um and they're creating new types of systems of of relationships that are pissing the fuck off of the oligarchy and at the same time increasing the danger of an actual war because the oligarchy recognizes that they kind of have a limited amount of time to try to like get everything back on a script because the system that they created is designed to blow up too so yeah. they that's a part of the timeline that they have to work with which creates a sort of hecticness. And I think a lot of the irrational, like 
weird shit we're seeing with balloons and UFOs and trains and, and there's so much desperation and almost like just absurd there's there's a Monty Python-esque quality peppering the landscape right now and I think it has to do with the the the, the hecticness of the oligarchy themselves kind of like losing their shit a little bit yeah which it, gives me a bit of hope in some ways yeah it does kind of seem like they're trying to make 2030 happen in 2020 yeah it kind of feels like for whatever reason something there was an anomaly that they didn't foresee and they are because they are very good planners but there is this feeling of like typing the book report the morning of it's due right there is kind of this feeling of fuck it just you know just like and it's like but it's like such a it's such a, like a traditionally good student doing this. It's like you're a straight A student, and and the teacher being like, "What is something going on? Like what? What? This is shit. Like you normally, yeah. you normally are so like fine tuned, and now you're just yeah. handing in dog shit, typos yeah. and run on sentences, and you're not even you didn't. <laughs> are you on drugs? Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. yeah. You're, you're, you're like maybe I need to talk to the parent because it's a, such a bright young student. Now in this case, yeah. we're talking about the the demonic psychopaths, but. You almost want to like go talk to them, and be like, "Hey, Klaus, is everything good at home? <laughs> Are your parents beating you? Like, because you have been planning things so much. Like, go to the CIA and be like, do you guys want to maybe talk? Like, you guys have been so efficiently massacring, you know, just genocides over the decades and shooting democratically elected leaders, and you're just bungling it all right now. And it's very uncharacteristic of you guys. Like, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to share what's on your mind? <laughs> like. And Dude, it's Tommy, that's hilarious, man. But it, but it is like <laughs> somebody should do a skit on this, though. No, it's, like that, but, that, that is. But then, cool. like you don't, you almost don't want to intervene because they are demons. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think it's necessarily like good that they're rushing because it's not like, huh, oh, the demons are losing. Like, no, they won't lose. They would rather turn in an F paper than turn in nothing, and they will. If they if they have to make twenty thirty done by twenty twenty three, they'll do it. Sloppy mistakes and all. Well, see, so again, here's here's and I, I'd suggest people read if they can. Um, my my if they can buy my book on on Amazon. I'm sorry, I have it on Amazon or, or the PDF on my website. Buy it if you can't. Email me and I'll send you a free PDF because I know times are tough, the economy shit. I get it. So and, send and me Matt, email, email to... me the links to the book so I can put them in the description because I realized I didn't oh. do that last time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what I try to do, especially in volume two of the series and volume four, um, kind of satanic thing, uh, but volume volume two and volume four um, is uh, to try to shed light on on those points when the oligarchy, because they're really good at planning. They're really, it's like theory and practice. Often, the, you know, it looks good on paper. It looks good when you game it. It looks good in the ivory tower and the blackboard. And then you do it. And they're they're pretty good in the theory side of things and and bringing about the configuration. They're good at the lies, the subterfuge, the Byzantine intrigue, all that stuff. They've they've honed those those skill sets yeah. quite well. Um, narrative creating, myth making, you know, artificial like all these things. Um, but then when it comes to execution side, when it really comes down to action, there's history is peppered with um, them fucking up. Yeah, the oligarchy. Blow, creates shit that blows up in their face all the time like you can't understand properly anything of history unless you are aware of this and then you're like oh that's what i'm looking at 
Because why did like what? Why did the? There's so many examples. There's so many examples. Like okay, why did the Roman Empire collapse? Why did the Western Roman Empire collapse? Why did it not become the forever empire? No, the 400, the Visigoths and the Vandals, you know, came in. Well, the, first the Vandal, the Visigoths, then the Vandals later on in 450. It was annihilated. Now the oligarchical families that were dominant for about like eight centuries, some some longer probably. They didn't benefit. A lot of them stabbed each other in the back, you know, like they were they were raped, the, their, their shit was stolen. Some of them just took what they could carry, left the Roman Senate, the Roman, you know, oligarchical command centers and had to like re-migrate, have like a, a migration to like swamplands in Venice and slowly, re it took them several centuries just to start reconstructing themselves and and, and building back some of their, their power base. And it took like, I'm talking here, like it probably was, the 13th century where they finally were able to like assert themselves as a dominant world force, but they messed up so badly. They didn't have to have that conclusion. They could have, yeah. they could have abided by the way St. Augustine laid it out in the city of God. He's like, look, there's a city of man and a city of God to the degree that the city of man acts and creates laws in accordance with the city of God. We're, we're okay. We're, we're abiding by natural law or we will not collapse to the degree that we act in defiance and use laws for the benefit of a master class in opposition to the, the laws of morality, well, then, then those laws simply become a form of, of violence. And we, we, we plant the seeds of our own ultimate um, self-destruction, self-annihilation, which is exactly what Rome did by becoming this monstrous dependent system that relied ever more on slave labor, extraction of wealth, and the stupidification of people in the capital that started celebrating fucking holidays 230 days of the year and became just a bunch of useless eaters who didn't know how to like do anything anymore. So that whole thing, that was like, that didn't have to happen, but it did have to happen in the sense that if we willfully held on to our folly, yeah, it had to go the way it did. And so same thing with like Hitler, it sounded like a good idea, you know, like let's have Wall Street, City of London, poor resources, all everything possible to bring in fascism in the 20th century. That'll be a really great way of organizing society with strong men enforcers, you know, imposing a banker's will upon the masses of the, the world and turning Russia into slave plantation, China and Africa into slave plantations. And basically it was going to be a one world government with fascist enforcers at different jurisdictions. That was the thing. Sounded nice. And, you know, the King of England was a Nazi king teaching Queen Elizabeth how to do a Nazi salute and, you know, Neville Chamberlain, Nazi and jo Lloyd George roundtable movement, you know, member Nazi, all of them. These are the same guys who are creating things like, you know, political Zionism, creating a state of, of chaos in, in, a, in a geopolitical zone in the Middle East. You know, all of they're, they're, they're creating radical Islam, the Muslim Brotherhood. They're, they're, you know, creating these sorts of different radicalized ideologies to sort of just fight each other in a state of perpetual war forever to better manage the chaos. And, uh, and it looked good. But then when it came down to execution, Hitler was like, okay, they're, they're, Frank, they're Frankenstein monster, started listening to his generals and was like, wait a minute, you, you mean I, I, with this military power that I have now at my disposal, I don't have to be the junior partner in a new world order taking commands anymore? I could be the one as the dominant senior figure in the, in the, in the game and, and the British could take my commands? Really? Um, let's do that instead. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, some of the oligarchs in Britain were like, yeah, I guess we have to do this. Uh, we don't have a choice. We put decades into making this happen. And then, and then other ones were like, no, 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 we're not going to tolerate this. Uh, and, but it didn't benefit them. They, they got wiped out economically. Like that yeah. was, that was a big hit that Britain took um, to sort of abort their Frankenstein machine. 
and then live to fight another day, try to reconstruct again, you know, and again, it looked all elegant <laughs> for yeah. the decades prior to, and then it happens, action blows up. Yeah. So I think that's sort of the same thing that we're seeing right now. Um, looked all good for decades. Scripts not working anymore. I think that's probably, yeah, the World Economic Forum plan, it just looked, they've got great flow charts. They've got, you go to the website, yeah. man, they've got nice, great high resolution. You're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. But you look at it and you're like, yeah, is it going to work out? Like, is it yeah. going to work out? Like, there's always just an anomaly that, like, uh, Dan Carlin's um, uh, Blueprints for Armageddon, which is, I think, the best. It's like it's like a six-part podcast, four hours each, about what led up to and then World War One. It's called Blueprints for Armageddon. It's the it's better than any audiobook I've ever listened to. It is okay. In, it is incredible. But he talks about just like the majesty of like the Kaiser army and how they had, they had, you know, down to the clockwork, they had, you know, how many boots would be passing this bridge at this time, whenever they enacted the Schlieffen plan and on these trains and this number of carts with this number of ammo and it would be happening here. And then it just clockwork. And then the war started and like one of the bridges was like, I don't know, out of commission or something. And like one of the trains just had to stop. And they were like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, it stopped. And they're like, well, if this one doesn't get here within eight minutes of this window, then this is not going to happen here. And it was just, and it wasn't even like it was sabotage. It was just like no one had gone and inspected the bridge or some shit. And it was like, yeah, it's kind of broken. And they just, like, lost their shit. And, like, that was before the war even started. And then things like sabotage started happening. And their miraculous Swiss watch machine of how they were going to take over Europe, it just exploded. It's it's like those early, like, Redstone rocket arsenal videos you see where it's not even the rocket that goes up and crashes. It's just like three, two, one, lift, and the thing just explodes. You can, you can find those old videos from the 50s. They don't even leave the launch pad. They're like, three, two, one. It's just like, it, they just turn the ignition, and the car, and like, that yeah. kind of happened. And I think... I think the World Economic Forum plan, like Agenda 2030, it's like they had everything lined up. And then there was just like these weird anomalies. No one, like, I don't think they thought Trump was going to get in office. And they're like, well, what the fuck is this? There's a guy with a, a fake tan and like three ex wives, and he's just running on like a platform that Mexicans are rapists and he wins. <laughs> like, I don't think they're planning on that. Like, he went to North Korea and like shook, huh? It like chicken wings with yeah. he, 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 he's posting he's eating like a Big Mac with a knife and fork on Air Force One. What? Yeah. Huh? Like what the fuck's going on? Like he yeah, he recognizes Jerusalem or some shit. Like there's just some yeah, there's just a mechanism somewhere in this elaborate machine like in NORAD, like there was like a coding error where instead of having zeros, they used twos. And only one column. And so they're doing like a war game test. And it said two ICBMs were incoming. And then it said 20 were incoming. And then it, no, and then it said, no, then it said 22 were coming. Then it said 222. And then it said 2,222. And like they called up like the, the national security advisor, like the president was being wh like whisked away to a bunker. And then finally someone's like, it's saying only twos. Like, hold on. And like we stood our like alert forces down because we realized, but think about that. Like the elaborate intricacies of this war machine under a, a mountain of granite to survive everything almost nuked the world because like one coding line was off why wouldn't that happen again in reality their their plan is so intricate 
that it's just, yeah, like they weren't expecting like Kanye to turn into a Nazi. And like that might have been the variable that fucked it. They didn't know Rogan was going to smoke pot with Elon Musk. Like there's some butterfly effect shit in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, there. It's just something happened. Like they just weren't expecting it. Well, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's humanity is a is a lot in some ways a lot less complicated than they want to than they want us to believe humanity is. You know, like we're we're there's there's a certain elegant simplicity to humanity and a certain nonlinearity to it, which um, they can't understand because they want to try to formalize, mathematize everything. And at the same time as they want to do that. They then want to talk about like that exact moment when the singularity is going to happen, which they say is exactly proven at 2050, which is when, you know, computing technology yeah, is going yeah, to supersede right. human thought. And then all of a sudden we're going to go off. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to merge with the machines now and do CRISPR and integrate with the machines at the brain and uh, to stay relevant or else, you know, and it's like how you guys can't even get like more than 30 percent effectiveness in terms of photovoltaic cells turning solar energy into something kind of useful as far as like moving electrons. Like you're, you're so limited in even getting a a fraction of a fraction of the effectiveness of what a basic leaf can do on a tree. As far as just utilizing chlorophyll and photosynthesis, you are so far down, but you're already talking about the moment when we will become digital gods. Yeah. Digital gods. Yeah. Upload our, our digital souls into mainframes in the clouds, no longer heaven where we now can cheat death. Maybe at some point download those digitized souls into future beautiful bodies that will be developed out of synthetic, you know, uh, silicon and shit, maybe in a, in a thousand years. And uh, in the interim, we'll just we're the last generation to experience death, right, is what they want to tell themselves. And then and then the, the, the worst thing is a lot of people who don't like these oligarchical psychopaths end up believing their own self propaganda and start giving them or attributing to these guys the power of the gods that they themselves yeah. actually don't have, but they want to have. And they, so we, and then we, we undermine our own power and potency in, in, in face of that. But if you look at the American founding fathers, it's exactly what, or the, the, the revolutionaries that fought against the world's biggest empire in 1776 to 83 or 80, um, 81, sorry. But how did they do that miraculous thing with a bunch of like untrained farmers like who went to war with this empire? Mu- yeah, muskets, muskets and, wood like, teeth, just drinking whiskey. Like, yeah, like no, I mean, the, but the empire did exactly what you just mentioned regarding the Kaiser's army of the yeah. 19th century. Is like they had overly formalized themselves in the art of war. Yeah, and they were walking in formations and shit. And then yeah, these and assholes like, from New England, the original like mass holes, were just like, let's hide in the fucking woods, guy. Like you know, yeah. and then, like hopped out, just hatching them to death. And they're like, this yeah. is un- this is improper. And George Washington's like, fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's go across a river in a canoe on Christmas Eve and just kill them all. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "What? This is not what it's formal not, men do." It's I just, don't see this in any of the pages of the rule book. What, yeah, what, it's just it? yeah. Fuck around this and find happening. a bunch of illiterate. Yeah, a bunch of illiterate farmers from the woods who just yeah. Yeah, or Taliban, right? How did the Taliban get the, the ass of the military took, after for twenty years? years? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, same kind of principle. It's, I'm not a big fan of Taliban, but I mean, no, no, same but it's kind of principle was being acted upon there, well, and there, it's the same problem in the mind of the of the dominant power um, was its own downfall. Back to uh, we got to wrap this up in like a minute. Oh um, yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll make sure to email me those books, and then we'll, we'll schedule yeah. another one. But um, there was a like what you're saying about identifying these 
kind of laws of the universe that we are arisen from. Well, another thing about the universe is like DNA recombination. Like it never wants all the eggs in one basket. It's, you know, even there's humans, there's birds, there's animals, there's fish 15,000 feet underwater that look like aliens. Like they have, no one has a more diversified portfolio than mother nature, right? They have shown they don't like putting all their eggs in one basket. That would then lead I, that would then play out in human society where there's almost some sort of natural as you approach the speed of light it gets harder and harder to accelerate it's almost like as an empire gets to the cusp of global hegemony every additional inch is like harder than the previous thousand miles and then the like the gradient is in favor of like the toothless guys in like new hampshire with hatchets like it's just like, yeah, just, I don't know, go fucking hack these like assholes who are walking in an organized line. Like, yeah, just go take their shit, whatever. Like, and then 250 years later, as we become the hedge, there are all these feedback cycles that are like, no, you can't do that. It's almost like it's woven in that it doesn't want too much power in one spot. And a lot of people, a lot of nations just stay in the middle ground. But whenever, like China, Russia, and America, like no one will ever run the whole thing. Like America kind of did in the 90s by like virtue of forfeiture. Yeah, but they didn't do it, and even then, it, it we ran it for eleven years, and then nine eleven, right? And we got, yeah. you know, pulled into a quagmire in the Middle East. Like, it's almost it almost seems like it's a law that, it like nature doesn't want all the power in one ideology yeah, yeah, or or absolutely. empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. no, there, there's always going to be like centers of I think economic gravity. Sure, but you're never gonna. Yeah, absolutely not. And that's why you need to have people say like well why do i support nation states it's like well because they were they they originated out of and then i'll, I'll wrap it up. i know we have to yeah, stop yeah. They, they, they originated out of a process of human beings organizing to uh take collective action in defense of our own freedom against our those who would wish to enslave us who had a lot of power yeah. so it was really convenient to do that and it works so well that the oligarchy has been working for about 500 years to destroy and undermine and undo what we did with the creation of the sovereign nation state by infiltration, getting the things to act like, you know, they're obviously having a nation state do things with political power is going to be bad if it's run by the same death cultists who the nation state was created to stop in the first place. Obviously. Now the problem is a lot of people then say, Oh, but the nation state is the problem. If we just get rid of nation states. And then you have this weird convergence with like um, a lot of like, like uh, freedom loving anarchists who are all over the place. And a lot of my friends are, are anarchists who hate the oligarchy, hate the Great Reset, hate world government, but are ultimately also in agreement with the Great Reset that we should get rid of nation states with a different outcome that they want. They just want to have little micro communities everywhere. But I think like the thing that's that's left out is the cultural field. Because if, if you have a culture of excellence and nat like a natural moral culture animating our development as individuals who grow in and will eventually die, then we don't need external laws to force us to do anything, you know, because we're guided by internal senses of desiring to do the good, uh, you know, um, JFK asked not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country type of thing. So you don't, you increasingly don't need for anarchism to work in a, in a proper way. You need to have a very, very uh, excellent quality of standards and culture so that people will want to do what is good for the, the collective. To the degree that there's a, a, a dichotomy if people are regressive and mediocritized and, and made like just like, you know, selfish guppies or, 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 you know, goldfish who have no memory and just want to live for sensual passions, 
you first of all, you can never have a democracy. And if that's the case, because nobody's going to know what the hell is actually pulling the levers of their own. They won't know where their convictions are, are coming from. They won't even care. They just want to whatever. Yeah. So you need to you need to have that maintained. And if we do that, then, yeah, we can have different cultures working together and we'll be natural problem solvers. You put little kids in a, in a room together under the age of two and they'll play together. They'll they'll play games together. They, they won't see color. Humans in a mature way should also be. And I think we are that way, too. We'll like, you know, like, oh, you you have kids in your land that you would like to have a better life and, and, and access fresh water and have electricity. We do, too. Let's figure we got this like water flowing through, you know, the border that passes through our nations that could be like hydroelectric energy for both of us. Well, maybe let's work on building something that's going to win-win, benefit both, you know? And I think that would be our natural orientation and not just fight each other in, if we didn't have these arsonists lighting fires and, and you know, inflaming prejudices, causing all of this this grief uh, all the time. So anyway, yeah, I think the oligarchy is a lot less powerful in that sense than they want us to believe. But at the same time, uh, we are also more powerful than we think we are. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. If the situation, the quote, if the situation was hopeless, their propaganda wouldn't be necessary. Oh, that's good. Not mine, but I'll take credit for it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a great one, Mr. Matthew Arrett. Thank you, sir. We got to wrap this one up. Uh, email right, me the thanks. links to those books. I'll copy and paste and put them in the description, and then All I right. will get back to you later, and we'll schedule the next one. Sounds thanks good. so much for your time, man. Take care, everybody. Recording Stay stopped. safe out there. Peace. Recording